Well, good morning again. Welcome to those of you that are here in person with us and those of you that are watching from home. Um, thanks for joining us this week. Um, some announcements that I have. Uh, I did mention last week, and we are super excited about moving forward with our summer soccer club the first week of August. And yeah, we're getting great responses from people that have coached before and then some new people, and we would just love even more. The more volunteers that we have that sign up, the more kids. Okay, Haley's in. Cool, cool, because I was wondering about that. I was going to start calling people out. That'll be next week, though. I'll call you out next week. Um, no, uh, we are just really, really excited. And if you are like, ah, I don't really know what I would do. I don't know how to coach. Um, if you're new to this thing, we wouldn't necessarily put you in a head coaching position. You would be helping someone out that's done this before. We also have a lot of administrative stuff that happens during club as well. The kids get prizes for, and um, we teach them character skills, and we talk about character development during the daytime, and they get rewarded with Brookview Bucks is what we call them, and then they get to shop in a store afterwards. And so we need people to help buy things for or the store before soccer club starts, people to man those stores, to man the registration tables, to kind of be a field supervisor, seeing what do the coaches need. Um, it is exciting, the amount of work that we get to pour into this, um, and I'm so excited to get to do this alongside of so many of you. Our registration for that, for you parents out there, parents that are watching at home, people who want to invite their friends to be a part of this, registration opens on June 1st. That's when we'll open it. And um, we're going to cap a lot of those age ranges because we only want to have as many kids as we would be able to have adults investing in them. And we really want this to be something quality for the kids. And we don't want to have so many kids that we can't do what we want to do in their lives really well. Um, and so again, the more people sign up, the bigger those groups can be. Um, so thank you in advance if you are willing to do that. You will go to brookviewchurch.com forward slash soccer to sign up for that. If you are on our Kids Church parent email list, you'll get a link to that. And so if you get emails from me already, you'll see that. If you don't, we would love to have you sign up for our email list. And you can do that by going to your online communication card and writing that into the comments section. And we will make sure that you get that link and you are able to sign up. Another thing, do not worry about not signing up because you want to make space for other people. We want your kids to be a part of it. This has been a long year, a long year, and we finally get to look kids in the eye and love them really well and have a bunch of adults doing that. And so you are a part of that village, our village, and we want to do that. So please don't hold off on signing your kids up for that. We will figure it out. We have never had to turn kids away at soccer club, so that's pretty cool. Um, okay, sign up to help on your online communication card if you're available to do that, and then our registration will open June 1, and um, we're super excited. Um, next, I did mention that communication card, and that's online at brickviewchurch.com, and we love seeing you fill that out. Those of you that are visiting with us from home. We love hearing from you. And so you can respond to anything we're talking about this morning or even things that are on your mind. And we love to, to read those and connect with you. 
Um, as some of you, many of you know, we've been doing kids' church programming and middle school programming here in the evenings on Thursdays. And um, we are going to wrap up our school year and our time at the village on June 10th with a big end of school year party in the parking lot. And we're gonna bring in inflatables, there will be games, there's going to be a cakewalk. Like think your school carnival that you didn't get. And that's kind of the vibe that we have going on here on Thursday night, June 10th, five to 8 p.m. All kids are invited to that. We will have, and families, younger siblings are welcome as well. That's from 5 to 8 p.m. There will be dinner um, for you, and so you don't have to worry about, if you can't be there at 5 o'clock, come in. It's kind of open house style. Come when you can, leave when you need to, um, and just connect with, with each other. Um, some people are like, ah, are we going to wear masks? And we are going to be following the guidelines for our county's outdoor things and that will be posted and will be made clear to you before you come so that you can make a decision as to whether or not that works for your family. Um, but we're just really, really excited to celebrate this weird year that we've had and, um, and kind of launch kids into summer and give them something that feels a little bit familiar in the midst of a year that's been a, a little bit crazy. So if you can help with that, some things that we need, we're looking for cakes and cupcakes that are store-bought that you might be able to donate um, the week of. So we don't want them super early because that's kind of gross and stale. Um, <laughs> unless, of course, you buy the you know reduced manager special. I'm the queen of the manager special uh, section at our local QFC. I think the managers see me coming and they grab their sticker gun and like <laughs> manager special right in front of me and every aisle. I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. I digress. Okay, so we need like supervisors for the inflatables, um, uh, people to help kind of serve the meal, all sorts of different things. And so if you can help with that, filling out your online communication card, there's not a little box to check right now, but if you scroll down to the comments, um, and fill that out. We will have Trevor get in touch with you because Trevor is going to be the man of the hour when it comes to coordinating that. So if you ask me, like, what should I be doing? I will look at you with a deer in the headlights. I'll be like, I'm just a volunteer here. So that's going to be cool. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> Jason is laughing and he's thinking, don't say everything you're thinking. Did I tell you to invite your friends to that? It's not just a Brickview thing? Okay. We want everybody. All right, uh, last announcement. We talked last Sunday about the reality that our community is changing, the rules are changing once again, things are opening up a bit. We wanted to be able to take some time to pray about that, to think about it, to walk into that in a gentle way. Um, and so we have decided that beginning June 13th, we will be following whatever the CDC and Snohomish County Health Department's guidelines are for indoor gatherings. Um, and so that may be with masks and it may be without. So please be watching our Facebook page to know what our gathering looks like. And if you decide, hey, that doesn't work for me to be in person right now, um, and you have already signed up for something, you can always like an RSVP by reaching out to us, and that's no problem at all. We want you to feel good about your gathering. We want you to feel like you can you can be safe here. Um, and so we wanna keep it as is for two weeks, and then on June 13th, we will be 
announcing the week before church what the guidelines are as they are kind of rapidly changing. So um, again, I just want to thank you for your patience with us, for being gracious with each other as we all land in very different places on this. We know that we are everywhere along the spectrum of I won't come to church because I have to wear a mask and I won't come to church if we don't wear masks. And so it's so hard to find unity. And yet in the midst of that, you guys have, and you've been kind and you've been good. And those of you at home have been so loving and gracious about watching us try and figure this all out. So um, with that note, I just want to pray as we welcome Casey up here to speak this morning. Dear God, what a privilege it is to gather here. God, I thank you that um, that we have this technology that allows us to be together even when we can't be physically together. And as our world is opening up a little bit, um, it's weird. And for some of us, we have anxiety about it and we're nervous about it or we feel okay walking around in the world, but it seems weird to us to not wear a mask because it might be offensive to someone in a, in a time when everything feels like it's on high alert and we can offend people so easily. God, would you help us as your followers to be a non-anxious presence in our world, wherever we find ourselves. Help us to be gracious, to be loving, to be kind, to um, be thoughtful when we, we receive judgment and criticism, um, knowing, God, that our identity and our worth and our value all comes from you. And you see us, you see what's in our hearts, and you care about that. And so if there's anything, any wicked way in us, God, would you weed that out so that we can be the people you long for us to be? And God, as Casey is here to speak, I just pray that um, you would use him in a powerful way, that your spirit would descend upon us, and that we would just um, feel connected to you and be able to move forward in relationship with you in new ways. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Is that you? That's my wife who just was a single clapper. That's great. <laughs> Support, and I love it. Uh, the story or passage we're going to look at this morning may be familiar to you as the parable of the talents. It's a pretty well-known um, passage. And I'm excited about this um, because I have to really feel a scripture to preach on it. Um, I don't have to really feel it for it to be true, but... Um, I have to have kind of a personal connection. I have to really feel it to, um, to preach it with integrity and, and give it the, its due diligence. And I've been looking at this this week and working on it, and I was like, oh, let's go. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Um, it being a parable, of course, has a connection both to um, a practical application as well as a the theological construct uh, uh, to help us know God, to help better understand who God is. So, so really, it addresses both realms. Um, the kingdom of God is concerned not only with eternity, but it's connected to just our daily lives. Groceries, migraines, you know, grades, promotions, thing, like things we care about, God cares about too. So we might be kind of surprised uh, to see God presented in this light um, for those of us who kind of affiliate God to just like peace. In this uh, passage, he talks about profit. Um, not profits, not that kind of profit, not PH, profit, but, but money. Um, and he uses it as an illustration uh, to get us to think about something deeper. So you're like, oh, we're going to talk about money? Hold on. 
I think it's some, that's how parables work. Um, you know, uses it as a, as a tool. Uh, so let's get into it. Matthew 25, we're going to start in verse 14. He says, again, it will be like a man. And when he says it will be, he's talking about the kingdom of God. This is a, a succession of parables where Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. And he's talking about the importance of being prepared, knowing what's to come. He says it will be, uh, the, the kingdom of God will be, because you can't see it, so I'm going to tell you what it's like. He says it will, it's like a man who's going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag. So commonly throughout scriptures, you will see the word talent used um, for money, which is a weight. It's a measuring weight. So a talent, not like a gift or an ability. Um, So when when we see bags of gold, the translator in this um, story, he's trying to give us an image of what a talent actually might look like. So it's a weight. It says five bags of gold, five talents. Two bags of gold, two talents, one bag of gold, one talent. So hold on to that thought. Um, we're going to keep reading verse, verse uh, 16. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and so settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Show off. That's what I think. Um, (laughs) But his master wasn't mad about this. He was proud of him. He did what he was supposed to do. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. A weird way to suck up to the boss, I think. He says, so I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. I wonder what gold is in the ground because of fear in this room. And I have two titles for this message, and you can choose which one you like better. If you're kind of, you know, more of a churchy person with, you know, religious traditions, this is the, the, the kingdom secrets of stewardship. But if you like your sermons a little edgier, I want to call this title Doublet. Double it. And you might, you might be thinking, and it's my goal to answer this question today, double what? What is it that we are supposed to be doubling? In this text, we, are, uh, we see three different uh, measurements of wealth. And so I think people commonly associate this passage to money, to wealth. But I don't think that it's really about money. Um, parables are, you know, they're, they're meant to be symbolic. It's a symbolic representation of something spiritual. So I think there's something much deeper going on here than money. And what I like is it says he entrusted his wealth to them. And I just kept reading that over and over this week. He, he entrusted his wealth to them. And I think that's really the foundation of the whole parable. 
that the master gave something to the servants, that he trusted the servants. And I think we, we, we will hear a lot of sermons about trusting God, but is it possible that God trusts us more than we trust God? Like, can, can we say this? Like, God trusts me? Oh, yeah. Sure he does. Um, in your life, it, if you live to be 71 years old, I think that's a good marker. You know, I'd like to get a few more years than that out of, my, out of me. But um, if you live to be 71 in your lifetime, you will take somewhere around 750 million breaths. 750 million. And I looked that up because oftentimes we think we don't have much. You know, and you hear this passage and you think it's about money and, and being a good steward with money. It's about so much more than money. So much more. It's about the gifts, the talents the ability, the, the resources, the dreams that God has given us. And in the parable, instead of being proud of the man who had the wisdom to put his money somewhere safe and, and hide it in the ground, the master rebukes him because it was not his to hide. It was not his to hide. The gift that is inside of you, it's not yours to hide. It was given as a gift. So, we don't, we don't get to tell God what we're going to do with the 750 million breaths that he gave us. In fact, Scripture says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, because he put the breath in you, so the least we could do is actually use the, the, the breath that he gave us to, to serve him and, and to praise him, because uh, he's the one who gave the gift to begin with. But he entrusted them with his wealth, the God who spoke oceans, with, with syllables, he said, no, no, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to trust you with something. He said, I'm going to give you five. I'm going to give you two. And the one with one, the one with one, is, he's who, he's who kind of gets my focus in this, in this passage. And I did a little research this week, and I asked a few people, hey, you know the parable with the, the five bags, the two bags, the one bag? Which one are you? And interestingly, interestingly enough, no one said that, that they're the person with five. Not one person. A few said they were the two, but almost everyone I asked said that they were the one with one. And I get that. I get that. I get that a lot. Um, I think I feel like the person with one every time I get up on this stage. I'm like, what am I doing up here? Uh, but Jason keeps asking me if I want to do it again. So <laughs> I keep doing it. I don't know. <laughs> But a lot of the times, I don't think I have the right words or the right personality or the right gifts. And the devil will try to, to get me to downplay the deposit so that I will diminish the gift. Like in my own eyes, that's how I feel. I'm the, I'm the guy with one bag. And, and this is what I found out that, and this is kind of what I really want to unleash today on insecurity. It's not about how many bags you start with. It's how quick you can flip it. It's how quick you can double it. Because God is a multiplier. That's what he does. He multiplies things. And if God, he, if he speaks to you today through this message, the best thing that you can do is to flip it quick before the devil tries to snatch it back. The best thing you can do, just and to link a, a few parables together, Matthew 13, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed, and some fell along the path, some fell 
on shallow ground. Some was scorched by the sun. Some was choked by the thorns. Some fell on good grounds. But it says that some of it immediately got snatched, like that, immediately. Now hold that thought, how quickly it can be snatched, and then think of all the times that God has spoken something to you and you got distracted and boom, snatched. Or you were, you know, you had a confrontation or you had a a fight on the drive home, boom, gone, that thing that God was speaking to you or just the distractions of the week got to hold you. Or maybe, um, you know, you got a text message while you're trying to read on your Bible app, you know, and, and it's just gone. All the, you know, it happens like that, just snatched. So, so, so think of that. Keep that in your mind. And let's read Matthew 25 again. It says, a man going on a journey, and, and it said that um, he went for his journey and he, he entrusted the guys. And it says, the one with five bags of gold, he went at once. He went at once. It doesn't say that about the guy who received the one bag. It doesn't say that he went at once. And I've never really noticed the, the at once, but I think that's a very important part of this. I think it's very important of what becomes of what God speaks to our lives and, and how God uses it, how quickly we, 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 we act on it. Because we, we, we have to act before the enemy snatches it. And we, we, it becomes fruit, and it bears fruit, and, and we treat it as seed. And when we treat things as seed and, and invest it back by either sharing it or, or acting on it right away, then it can't be snatched. And so I preached the message a few weeks back, a few months back. I don't even remember which one it was, to be honest, but God used it in a really cool way. So after the message, Haley Beckman, shout out, Haley, oh yeah, head goes down. After the message, Haley came up to me, and she said that she was really encouraged by the message. And I think the message had to do something with taking your next step. Um, and Haley, she felt that God in that moment had kind of, hey, you know what your next step is. And so for a while, Haley was wanting to get involved in battling sex trafficking. And she felt on that Sunday that God deposited, deposited it in her that it was time to take that step. A short time after that, uh, my life group was meeting downstairs in the church on Thursday nights, and I got a, uh, an email from Haley asking if we could share the space, uh, if she could use one of the classrooms, because she was doing a training with an organization in Seattle that fights against sex trafficking. And the coolest part is that she wasn't alone. Rebecca joined her, and so did Dennis DeSantis. And I was like, how cool is that? But if she, if, if she didn't act immediately... Like, there have been so many times where God has spoken something to me and it got snatched before I ever did what he intended to do. And and when I went through this passage, I was like, whoa, that guy with the five bags went at once. He flipped it at once, right away. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to read the Bible right now, not after I read Facebook, because after I read read Facebook for five minutes, I'm going to lose faith in humanity and and God. (laughs) And so I have to read it right now. And when he did it at once, when he did it at once, and what's interesting is the master, he was away for a little while. And so he did it at once, but it took time to mature. The money, the, when he flipped it, it took time. So it, we're not going to see the double that quickly, but we need to act on it just to get it in motion. 
to get it going. And the same thing happened with the guy with two. And the beautiful symmetry of the passage is that the man who handed the master four talents, he, had, he experienced the same joy as the one who handed um, ten. And I just think that's so cool. It, it truly really blesses me because it's not a numbers thing. The, just the fact that he gave them more bags, it wasn't about that. It was the fact that they trusted the master, that they trusted what was, what was entrusted to them to actually act on it. And in the process of trusting, that's where the joy um, was born. So that means regardless of what you've been given, like if you're the one-talent guy, you're like, hey, you haven't talked about the one-talent guy yet. Okay, I will. To all the, the one-baggers out there, um, one, one bag Billy, let's give him a name. One bag Billy. Yeah, oh yeah. At first, like, I think he's kind of excited about the bag he was given. He's like, okay, cool. Got a bag from the master. Um, but remember, there's only three servants who were entrusted with anything. Only three. Like, this guy's rich. He's got property. He's taking trips. Like, and he was only one of three who got anything. Um, and so I think he's kind of like, all right, but then he runs into Tommy, two bag Tommy. <laughs> and Billy's like, oh, Tommy, what's up, man? Like, hey, like, this is the best day ever. Like, and Tommy's like, yeah, me too. He's like, did you, did you get a bag from the master? And he's like, bag? No, I got bags. <laughs> he's like, bags, I, bags, I got one bag. And then Freddie comes. Oh, five bag. Freddie comes. He's like, I got five bags from the master. So we got, we got five bag Freddie, two bag Tommy, and one bag Billy. And see, the reason Billy got afraid and hid his one bag is because he went on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to bring this parable to modern times. He went on Instagram on Tuesday, and it was Two Talent Tuesday. On Friday, it was Five Talent Friday on Instagram, and, and Billy starts to think, oh, I wonder why I only got one bag from the master, you know? So I was feeling pretty good about my one bag until, you know, bags. And, you know, I was feeling pretty good about my little vacation until they started talking about Italy. Like, oh, oh, you went to Italy? Okay. Yeah, I, went to, I was at Moses Lake, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm, you know... I'm glad you enjoyed Italy. That's cool. I'm, I'm more of a local kind of guy, you know? Um, but now he's got this bag, and he's starting to feel bad about his one bag. But here's the thing. It's how we count the bag that matters. It's how we count it. And when we hear this, like, I was, I was reading and feeling bad for Billy. Like, oh, man, poor Billy. You know, he's walking around, like, with his bag, like... Can we look in the bag? Like, how, let, let's look in the bag. Like, you know, we live in a world that worships the bag, but we don't even look at what's inside the bag. So, what was the talent? What's the talent? It's a weight. So, how much money do you need to have a talent? That is 6,000 days of pay for a day laborer. That's one talent. Now, you can't exactly convert the economics of ancient Palestine to, like, modern times, but it's somewhere roughly in the ballpark of $1.4 million. I don't, I don't even know if it's... But yeah, it's hard to convert, but 
That's what the internet tells me. It's roughly 1.4 million. And so I was reading this, and I was feeling bad for Billy. And I was like, I, you know, I probably would have felt bad too. And like, I would have maybe wanted to hid mine and been ashamed, you know, if I was friends with Tommy and Freddie. But then I realized it's still a million. It's still a million. Is that not a lot to you? I don't, who here, if, you, if someone was like, you want a million? Like, yeah, I'll take a Venmo. Just, yep, a few hands. It's still a million. And now in contrast to two and five, that sounds small, but put it into context, it's still a million. And when we start thinking, you know, I, I don't have anything. Or like, I, I you know, I, I have nothing to be proud of right now. And, and those thoughts start to come in. I just want you this week to tell the devil when those thoughts come, it's still a million. It's still a million. This week for me um, was actually a pretty long week, pretty long work week. Um, a lot of long hours. And Friday, of course, was the longest of the week uh, when my tank was already pretty low. Um, got to work at 6 a.m., didn't get home until 8 p.m. Just a long day. But when I got home, Kaylin had some Papa John's pizza waiting for me. I was like, okay. Um, and she was playing video games with her family online. And when I tell people I play video games with my in-laws, they're really surprised because they're like good at video games. Um, so that's kind of cool. And they, they'd been playing for a while, probably a few hours. They're on East Coast time in Ohio. So it was like 11.30 their time. And I was like, I want to play, you know? And they're like, hey, we'll play a few more games for Casey. And so at the end of a long week, two games and 20 minutes later, I'm smiling and, and I'm like laughing, the stress of the day is gone. And, and I sat back and I was like, that's my million. That was my million. And like, it might sound really small and kind of dumb, but that's a blessing. That's a blessing to have. And uh, my wife's crying. That's, um, like, here's what I mean. If God did nothing for me for the rest of my life, I have nothing to complain about. And here's what I mean. He canceled my sin. He, 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 he didn't treat me as my sins deserved. Like, I'm serious. He gave me a purpose. He gave me hope. He, he called me. He, he went out and found me and brought me into the kingdom. He gave me 750 million breaths, and I only use a few of them to give him praise and, and to thank him. It's still a million. It's still a million. Like, break down your bag, and I think you have a lot more in there than you think. Like, like count it out. Count your million. One, two, three, four, five, six. Like, once you start to actually break it down, I think you're going to have a lot more than you think. Break down your blessings and then invest it. Flip it. Double it. One becomes two. Two becomes four. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have a million dollars today or a penny and you get a, and I'll, I'll double it every day for a month? A yeah. It's a trap. That's, yeah. Because, watch this, it, if we double that penny in the first day, it still won't be much. It'll probably be significantly less uh, than a million dollars. It'd be two cents on the second day. But you just keep doubling it. 0.01 times 2 
times two, times two, times two. All discipleship is, is doubling. I think when you really break it down in its most simple form. Like all you can do as a parent is double the values that you think are important. You know, you try and display those imperfectly as we do to our kids, but you just try and invest something that was once invested into you to your kids. It's not how many bags like that, that, that you start with. You know, it's not, your, it's not the education that you have. It really isn't. You know, there are, there are educated fools and there are brilliant idiots, <laughs> right? It's not like all Billy had to do is like perspective. It's still a million. And if he would have just kept like, he's like, oh man, well, this, this isn't much, you know? Like you don't have to stay stuck with what you started with. That's not, you don't have to stay stuck. And if we go back to our one penny, if you keep doubling it and keep doubling it, if you keep showing up, you know, okay, okay, I didn't get much out of church this week. I was pretty distracted by, by the week I had. But if you keep coming back, if you keep coming, if you keep doubling it, if you keep doubling it, on day 15, you'll be at $163.84. Not a lot. I'll, I'll take my million still. On day 20, you'd be at 5242 and 88 cents. Okay, a million still looking pretty good. But here's where it starts to get interesting. Um, higher numbers, double faster, let me tell you. But my goal today is to get you to start thinking about the time you have and the talent you have and the resources you have and the treasure you have and the relationships you have and the skills you have. Double, double, double. If you, take, if, if you would have taken the penny over the million, on day 30, you would have 5,368,709 and 12 cents. And you're like, you can keep the change. <laughs> right? Do not allow the devil to diminish the gift that God gave you. Do not allow the devil to tell you your best years are behind you. No, your best days are still ahead. Flip the bag, double it. Because it's not nothing. The gift came from the master. Like, look at what one single penny can do. Just one single penny when you double it. The most important thing about the gift, I think, is where it came from. Where it came from. And it starts with your belief about God. Until you flip that, you will always operate in fear like Billy instead of like faith like Freddie. You will hide what God gave you. And one of the things that I found really interesting about this passage is how Billy said to the master, he said, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. But that was his experience of the master that was based on his perception. He thought God was, was trying to get something out of him that he did not put in him. But here's what I know about God. Here's what I believe about God. He never makes a withdrawal where he did not make a deposit. That's what I know about God. So the proof of God's power and his presence and his provision in your life, that's the bag. That's the bag. That, the bag proves the deposit. It shows you that he trusted you with something. He trusted you and gave you something. Like, I, I want to trust God more but I have to start understanding that he trusted me with something. 
with resources, with, with relationships, with, with abilities. Just like you trusted me today with your time. And I take that very, very seriously. God trusted you with something. How seriously do you take it? How seriously do you, do you take the gift that he gave you? God trusted Jason and Jen with the church. And he's talked about this uh, countless times, how there were tough years along the way where they weren't sure if they were going to make it. But if they wouldn't have trusted God with the deposit that he put in them, you wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't be here. And I don't know what you've received through this ministry and this community, but I know that it started with the bag. And it started with a belief, a belief about God, a belief about your gift and, and what, he, what he gave Jason and Jen. And I, I know truly the, the biggest flip in this passage that you can make is that all three of them receive something. We kind of focus on, oh, he gave more and, and less, and he gave something to each of them. And I, I think sometimes we're like, oh, it's a scandal. He didn't he gave everyone something. Like, that's a beautiful thing, but yet we think, like, we feel bad for Billy. <laughs> um, to see it as a gift, I think that's, that's the flip right there. So where the enemy comes and goes like, hey, man, like, you don't have enough time this week to, to, do, to do all that stuff. A lot of us, we don't spend time with God because we're waiting on a week. Like, some of us just have to take that car ride and spend some time with God there. Because that's all the time we might have in the day to, to take a breath, to have some, some peace and quiet. And you know what? God will meet you in that car ride. It's not like he doesn't know what's going on in your day. He knows that you're stressed and, and he, he knows all that. He can meet you there. So to stay in a scarcity mindset, that's, that's, that's the, the enemy's objective. To keep us, to keep us like old, old Billy, just like, nah, it's just one. It's just one. It's still a million to get you to think about all the things that other people have, all the things that you don't have. And, and truly, I think it starts to get a little psychological as well. You know, we start to think like, oh, it, it's just me. I'm, I'm just not like one of those people, those, those people who are just, you know, put together and they, they have it all together. Like, I'm, I'm just not a stable person. You know, like it starts to, it's just nasty. That's, that's the enemy. And if that's going on in your mind, you will hide what is his. You'll go and you'll bury it. And what happens is you start to live afraid and, and you don't double it and you start living in isolation and, and darkness. And you're thinking like, what, what could I have done with that one bag? It's kind of what you're left thinking. So, I don't know. I, I think God has given me a few things in my life. And I think I've done okay with what he's given me. You know, I definitely haven't taken advantage of all that he's given me. But yet there, there, there comes a point where we have to all make a decision that, am I going to double it again? Am I going to take the time to double it again? Or should I just stay in this, this scared place, this, this scarce place? And I, I just want to pray about that before we dismiss and, and the enemy tries to snatch um, back what, what was said. God is doing stuff in your life right now, whether you can see it or not. Um, and some of the stuff that he's doing through your life, um, it won't happen until you're done, you know? But at least double the deposit. Can we make a deal? Before you come back to church, whether it's next week, the week after, 
next month, double something that you have. Double something that you have. Whether it's something big, something small, like, like right, it's still a million on your mirror in the morning. And just count the blessings. Count the, 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 the people in your life. I, I did an exercise recently where I just wrote down all the people in my life and, like, and how much they love me. And, and I filled in the blank. It said, Kaylin will. And I wrote down all the things that Kaylin will do. Um, Kaylin will cook for me. She'll, she'll have Papa John's waiting for me at home. Kaylin will listen to me. She will encourage me. She will always be in my corner. She'll always have my back. And by the time I got done breaking down my back, I realized I had so much more than I really thought. Some of us, we don't, we don't tap the resources that are put in our lives. And we just kind of stare at it like, oh, you know, it's, it's just a wife. You know, no, there's treasure in that relationship. There's gold in that, you know, there, there's gold in some of our friendships. And we don't tap into, into the resource. We, you know, we can't just bury it in the ground. We can't just bury the resources that God has entrusted us. So, um, band, you guys can come back up. Double it. Double it. We're not talking about money. Double the things. God entrusted them with something. God has entrusted you with something. Your kids, your job, just so many things. And are you, are you seeing it and doubling? Or are, you, are we burying it in the ground? Count our blessings. Father, we thank you for what you've put in our lives, Lord. You've already given us so much. And we're all standing here holding at least a million. At least a million reasons to be grateful. It means so much to us, Lord, that, that you chose us to be born, that you gave us the gift of life, that you, you gave us almost a billion breaths, Lord. And with every one of those, God, we have an opportunity to rely on you, to trust you, to take inventory of what you have entrusted to us. We want to ask you to help us because we'll get so focused on, on, on what's on the bag and we'll never even look at what's in the bag. We'll look at, at labels and, and things and people. We need your help to sort through the things that matter, that you've given us, that you've placed in our lives. God, even if a situation comes to steal our faith, our faith is not rooted in situations. And so I just ask right now that in this moment you would help us to receive what we need from you. We want to take what, what we've been given and not live in fear or frustration, but to really turn it into faith. If you gave it to us, you put it in us, Lord, we're going to take that and steward it and, and, and double it and double it, Lord, and give you the glory. And we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray.